and we're back, and you are listening to VillainCast, BJJ Antiheroes, with myself, Chris, the Villain Pains. Weekly podcast featuring either my fellow black belt, Naki Arshad, on our show, Reap the Week, or compelling interviews with other personalities across jiu-jitsu. But first, a quick thank you to our members at In Theory BJJ, concept-driven jiu-jitsu. For fight commentary, technique and concept videos, private coaching, monthly webinars and Q&A sessions, please visit www.patreon.com slash in theory BJJ. This is a podcast on the road. Um, we are in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Uh, if you're American, you made in a map. Um, <laughs> and I'm with uh, Raul, he's my brother, essentially. Um, uh, Raul, how do? How do? How do? <laughs> I say I got it mostly right at that time. Um, yeah, so... Uh, and, this, is, this could go horrendously wrong if it sounds awful on the recording, then I do apologize. Um, but yeah, we, we are, I'm out in Amsterdam and he's a, he's a very interesting man. But yes, sir, if you'd like to introduce yourself and how the hell you got here. Well, my name is Raul. I was born in Suriname. My mom moved here when I was five. And now I'm here. And then oh, somewhere along the way, I got interested in MMA and Jiu-Jitsu and got my ass kicked a lot. Don't know why, but I stuck around, kept doing it, and now we're here. Um, so, how long have you been training for? Because I, I think this caught me off guard when you first told me. You've been training a long time. Well, let's see. I'm uh, close to 39. Got my first MMA fight when I was 17 years old. So, that's a long time. <laughs> Dude. <coughs> so... But I got my first MMA fight with only six months of training because I, I, I did six months of Kung Fu and I did like one MMA class a week for, uh, for like a few months. And then I thought I could beat everybody up and I actually took a fight then. So <laughs> you, went, you went into an MMA, MMA fight yeah, yeah, yeah. 21, 22 years ago. Yeah. With Kung Fu as your <laughs> yeah, main yeah, yeah. Dude, I didn't even know this story. Like, well, th this is how I got into grappling because I thought I could beat everybody up with my Kung Fu. And there was this guy, uh, uh, a kickboxer, who transitioned to MMA. And basically what he thought was sprawl and brawl. He just used his kickbox. He taught us a sprawl. He taught us, and he taught us like a rear naked choke, and that's it. And I thought, if I just know, know how to defend the takedown, and I just use my kung fu for the rest, I'll beat everybody up. This, this MMA shit is nonsense. That's what I thought. But yeah, it didn't work out that way. I got my ass beat. <laughs> I just came in the first match. I remember I just because I did Wing Chun, so I just I thought I'm gonna chain punch him to death, and I punch, 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 and I connect. But he wasn't phased. He just double legged me, picked me up very slowly, threw me on the ground, and I don't know. I just squirmed the rest of the match there, and that was it. I lost, and then I thought maybe there's something to this uh, floor karate ground stuff after all. So that's when I started researching it, and yeah. here we are. Is there any footage of this? Because I hope. Oh yeah, there is. I hope there's like. Is there? A, did you go out in like a kung fu outfit and then get changed like <laughs> no. mats? Because I, I hope to God if you got in like <laughs> with like one of those white suits like Bruce Lee style, like walk into the mat side. Or was that how like GSP used to come out in like a gi and like a headband? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't have. A, I didn't have a kung fu outfit on. 
but yeah i was not past doing that but there were like uh, uh clothing requirements you had to wear shorts and uh, oh, okay. no no t-shirt and stuff <laughs> like that otherwise i would have definitely come out with the full kung fu outfit man <laughs> kung fu slippers and everything yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 if i was a dutch kickboxer yeah. standing in that <laughs> ring saying saying a 17 year old raul <laughs> in a kung fu outfit i'd have gone like oh shit, i'm getting paid today <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out well. That didn't work out well at all. So yeah, um, that's funny. <laughs> so, so, so 21 years ago, you realized that maybe Kung Fu isn't the route to a successful MMA career. And <laughs> you, so what was your first uh, inkling into, into grappling then? Well, then I... Uh... After I got my ass kicked, I started researching a lot, and I watched a lot of fights. And I watched uh, the Japan Velotudo, where Hickson uh, made it to the final and won. Mm -hmm. But uh, in that match, in that tournament, he also fought Yuki Nakai. Yes. And he's a big man in Shuto. He was, yeah, he's a, I think he's the president of the Japan Shuto Association now. But uh, I saw him fight Hicks, and I know he lost in the final, but somewhere along the way, he got his eye poked. Yes. By, yeah, I think it was by, uh, by Gerard Godot. Mm -hmm. And he still fought his way through and met, made it to the final and got his ass kicked by Hickson in the end. But I thought, wait, because back in the day, you didn't have that many, many Brazilian jiu-jitsu schools. And I did know there was a Shuto gym. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, second in that tournament against Hickson is good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I went like, wait a minute, I think I saw this uh, pamphlet or poster for the Shuto gym. And I went and I looked and I'm like, oh, it was basically MMA. And that's when I met uh, Raflis, my, uh, my first MMA coach who oh, owns, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, owns Amsterdam Training Center. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, obviously, I... Uh, Yuki Nakai, like famous just from that instance, like you know, yeah. he's blind in the eye, isn't he? Yeah, he's blind in one eye, yeah. but he kept it uh, secret because he thought if I tell people that I got blinded, they're probably gonna crack down on the sport. Yeah. MMA was in its infancy then, so yeah, yeah. the Bisping method. <laughs> in, indeed, the Bisping method. <laughs> before it became the Bisping method. <laughs> before it became, yeah, before um, it became the Bisping method. So, because I've I met you when you were still 10th Planet. Yep. And I remember when you first asked me to come along um, to the first 10th Planet camp. Yeah. And I saw the names that you were booking in those days. So I was like, damn, this, this guy has connections. Yeah, I know people who know people. <laughs> yeah, you know people who know people who know people. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to make this an advert for the 10th for Planet Amsterdam. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, you, like those, those Camps, like, who, what name? You had all the names cross. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after that, we went on with whoop-ass camps. But, uh, yeah, sometimes I have big names. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it's a part stems from um, my old MMA coach. Mm -hmm. Like, like for instance, like, getting Imanari over here is not that hard. <laughs> you, no, it's, it's really not. We could have gotten a Shinyaoki if we wanted and stuff. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, he's pretty connected, like, to Japan. If mm. you want to get, like, uh, like all those big old names from Japan, you could, you could get uh, Rumi Nasato, Kid Yamamoto. It, it's all possible. Mm. So that's, that's, like I said, I know people who know people <laughs> in that sense. And then uh, the rest is just I, I 
yeah I, again i know people who know people like if i uh, talk to my friend cory up at uh, previously 10th planet montreal now 10th planet Cal calgary hi cory he's cool very good friends with uh, brianna stemari with dante leon so yeah and he's very well connected in north america so if i just uh, yeah he, he hooked me up with wagner so i got wagner rocha in, in one camp because yeah, yeah, he's friends with wagner so there, I know people who know people. <laughs> that's like, uh, that's how it goes. I think that's like I think the the camp maybe before I first came down. Yeah. I think that was when Corey was here. I think Imanari and Ross. Yeah. Nicole's on this that first one. But yeah. I think before that you had like was it Jean Jacques was here and Yeah, that's because we were uh, I was a uh, yeah I was a tenth planet back in the day and then that that is one thing that's easy about tenth planet. You can just make like two calls and you can get like uh, all of the. Big names. The big names. There was like, like eight on that. On Gio that. Martinez, Boogie, you can get all of them. Yeah. And um, like Elvira, who's an ADCC medalist, Elvira Karpinen. Mm -hmm. uh, like I know, I know her and, and her husband. So. Yeah, that way, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, when, when you first asked me to come out and I saw Imanari was on the same list, I may have danced. Because like, I, I, you just said like Aoki, like... I remember being a you know one year six month white belt because I used to watch the old footage of Pride or Dream, and watching Imanari like clips of Imanari and learning the Imanari role and even like when the first Scramble released the first uh, rainbow colored spats I was like oh my god I get to look like Aoki now, <laughs> so like I was a massive fan of both of those and so for you to like say oh yeah yeah you come out to this and like Imanari's on it I was like what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was unreal. Um, and so it, it, again, it blew my mind that you know I've ne I'd never seen stacked cards like that, stacked seminar lists like that you were putting out over here. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not turning this into okay. Maybe I'm turning it into a little bit of an advert because you, I like say, you, you run the whoopass camps where you always you always get someone huge. Yeah, Mateus we had the last time is pretty pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think Shizinski gave you a bit of a... Yeah, humbling. A, run around, a bit of a run around. <laughs> and so, okay, I know why it's called Whoopass, but why, where did the name come from? So, <laughs> Whoopass Camp, I had an idea. I'm like, what's a, what's a cool theme for a camp? And, I'll ju and I just went, well, anybody that's ever whooped my ass badly in competition or rolling that I got like, really embarrassed, I'm just going to invite them over to whoop my ass again. And that's why it's called Whoop Ass Camp. So that's why you were. <laughs> that's good that you got invited. You came, you whoop my ass, so then you get invited back again. That's how it, uh, how it works. So yeah, but I, I have to be honest. Like the first time I invited you over, it was like during the, the pandemic. I mean during COVID. <laughs> And uh, we had a lot of American people on the list, but they couldn't fly over. And it was like, are we going to yeah. cancel it or are we going to make something different? I'm like, fuck it, let's do something different. And uh, I was like, I'm just going to, I asked Preet to come. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, and I, uh, just literally what I told Preet. I'm like, yo, Preet, think your boy's down to come? <laughs> he looked at me in a strange, like, what do you mean? Like, Chris, he's your boy, right? It's like. What do you mean? <laughs> like, never mind. I'll just ask him. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is what again we were, we were talking just before we started recording about how um, I have had to defend everything, and it's hit best part of ninety thousand views now. It's it's more than anything pre uh, Mikkelsen's ever recorded, and um, then 
that was always quite funny for me. And then you did the same where you, you had that clip of you beating, was it seven black belts in competition as a brown belt? No, it wasn't all black belts. I think uh, there was a purple belt among there also. But the first uh, few were black belts because I went, uh, I did just did, did the advanced division. And, but if, but also the absolute and absolute is all levels mixed. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so, but the, 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 like, I didn't know their level at the time. I was just like, this seems fun, you know. Let's. Uh, I've been doing this, this, this turtle stuff now. It's been preaching for a while, and I'm like, yeah, let's let's give it a go and let's just uh, try it. You, so essentially, if you haven't seen this video yet, please look it up. Uh, it's Raúl uh, just using turtle to leg lock people repeatedly in this advanced division. And that then pulled in more views than, than Preet's ever found either. <laughs> so he looks at both of us like, so we're, um, obviously I got my black, uh, this is what I also, again, I, I guess I find interesting is that because of what I was saying and how to defend everything, people consider me Preet's student, despite the fact that I'd only had Preet to the UK maybe four or five times before I got my black belt. So the 10 years prior to that, like, I was not his student. <laughs> Um, and most of what I do is, is okay, you know, conceptually, I, I, I stole a lot from Preet um, about defending, and maybe I explain it in a, in a non-Estonian way. Um, but the rest of it, it's mine, baby. And then yourself, like I said, you've, you've been training for 21 years. You've known Preet for about four of them. And so they, like, people they look at you like, oh, Preet's student here, using Preet's turtle to like, go and heel hook everyone. Like, no, he's, he's done a lot of like, other things um, to get to where he is. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of funny that you mention it that way. Like, uh, I, I met Preet in the, uh, like November or December. To, well, I saw him somewhere else in 2017 before, but I didn't pay any attention. Why would I was like, like, who is this fat guy from a country I don't know? He's gonna, he's gonna tell me what something about you, like whatever. But then I met him in, uh, in 2018 in the Netherlands in a, in a, in a gym in Hirugewaard because one of my students he was uh, also he was training no gi with me and he was training gi in a gym in Hirugewaard uh, which is a city in the north of uh, the Netherlands. And uh, he said, yeah, you should go, you should go. There's this guy from Estonia. He has this something called grilled chicken, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and then I looked at the picture. I'm like, I, I, just looking at him, I think my guard's better than his. What is he going to tell me? <laughs> He's like, no, you should really go. It's good. And I went. And it was a surprisingly well-organized seminar for me then. Yeah? It was a well-organized seminar. And it was uh, set up in a way that if you already had a guard, the things he taught you would dramatically increase your efficiency. And I'm like, wow, just, just for off a like, three-hour seminar, because I, I always did certain things, but I didn't know why I did them. Mm -hmm. And it was good, but I didn't know why it was good. And when it failed, I didn't know why it failed. And he gave me like the ABCs. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So I started playing with that, and then it clicked. Like, if he's right about this, maybe he's right about the other stuff. Because I, I saw his stuff, and I just found it weird. Like, why would running man, why would the hell would I lay down like that? It didn't make any sense to me. But then I thought... He lured me in with the guard stuff. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's see. And then he said, yeah, you should also do turtle for a late stage guard recovery. Like if you, if you do get past, mm. you turtle and you recover guard. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. And that's how he slowly, slowly lured me in. <laughs> and I, I did one of his seminars. And then he had another one in the Netherlands. And I'm like, 
you know what, this, this seemed, and he had some back defense stuff, and I'm like, this seems good. And back in, at that time, I was still getting like offers for, for uh, invitationals and stuff. So I had an invitational in uh, Pennsylvania, um, and I'm like, and, and, and some smaller matches before that in Canada, and I'm like, fuck it, let's do my, uh, my training camp there. So I just, I just texted him like, can I come to Estonia to train? And he's like, yeah, sure, you're not gonna show up, so yeah fine you can come I'm like okay and then I just showed up at the doorstep I'm like hi remember me I'm Raul I met you in the Netherlands uh, I'm here to train. and he was like oh you showed up shit <laughs> and then uh, yeah and then uh, I trained there and uh, I had my fights and I won I did pretty well lost one won the rest and I gave him credits you know thank you Preet because I actually survived with a huge guy on my back for like six minutes wasn't perfectly executed the stuff he thought but, but it did help me so um, and I guess we became kind of friendly after that and I, I knew him when he gave seminars in Leuven or, or some other places I, I visited and um, at a certain point I invited him over to my gym to teach uh, some seminars and it, uh, it all went well and slowly slowly I got more immersed in what he did and uh, yeah when I was in Estonia he, he actually said like uh, at that time, he said, your attacks are black belt level, but your defense is shit. <laughs> so once you get put on the defensive, you're like a four-stripe white belt. <laughs> Dude, he bullied me the same way. He, like, yeah. I'm lying on the floor. You know, I was already competing at like advanced levels, like I said, in the UK, at a purple belt. And then he, uh, like I said, he, he fucked me up in Copenhagen 2017. And I was like, What's, what am I doing wrong? He goes, oh, you leave your elbows out. I was like, you couldn't. You couldn't say anything worse to me. Like, oh, you leave your elbows out like a white belt. I'm like, no, I don't. I, I, I know what I'm doing. I, I really do. Um, I guess that's also, you know, so did you roll with him those first camps at, like when you, was, when you first went to meet him, like the first seminars? Mm, that first seminar he did in the Netherlands, I actually didn't roll with him okay. in, in Leuven. I, but he, his instruction I, I liked. Uh, in Leuven, I rolled with him a bit. Um, and then later on, at other seminars, also at other places he was, I rolled with him. How did the rolls go? Uh, um, well, I noticed that he could like bully me and then do nothing. Like he just shuts down, and then I'm constantly attacking. Nothing worked, and then somehow I ended up on bottom, and I got Kimurad. And after that, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to hunt your legs. And that, that, that worked okay for a bit. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was hard in the beginning because um, if he really wants to shut down and do nothing, I'm, I'm not a patient person. So then I start to overcommit, and then, indeed, I leave my elbows out, and I just get hold down like a noob. So <laughs> I think that's, again, it's, it's funny that because we both – obviously known quite well and I guess as it goes into wider conversation about YouTube because again it was one of the conversations we had just before we started recording is that people watch his stuff and just think he's a defensive guy and we're like no he's quite a violent man like he can really hurt you um, and then same with what I do like I'm you know I get confused for being a solely defensive as well because that was the main video that ever came out I'm like I have a horrendous <laughs> ankle lock. Like I'm. Un oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I am an unfriendly man when it comes yeah. to ankle locks. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Yeah. I'm a leg locker-ish, not as good as yourself, but I have a horrible ankle lock. 
Oh, you have a you have a monstrous uh, you, 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 that ankle lock has traumatized me. <laughs> I know, I, dude. Like you're the only person I roll with that has PTSD from <laughs> shit I've done. To yeah, that. yeah. Um, and then um, same with what you said about so that your video like we rent uh, you referenced is it got big like just below defend everything. It, I think it again had more views than anything Preet's done um, of you using Preet turtle and leg locking people, and then you get seven hours on turtle <laughs> and you're like but i i don't <laughs> i just want to prove a point one day exactly i thought it would be funny <laughs> i remember that day also pete's like so what's the plan i'm like i'm just gonna pull turtle and do some running man some turtle and like yeah but do we want to win I'm like i don't know yeah just tell me when it's almost time i'll try i'll figure something out that's what i said i'll try to win somehow but uh yeah it wasn't a well thought out plan i just thought it would be funny and yeah, now when I get seminars, it's just people wanting turtle, and I say, like, I have good leg log, I, I can teach you some guard, I can teach you this and that, and we're like, no, we just want that turtle stuff. And I'm like, I can show you some good leg log entry. Is it from turtle? And like, no, but it's from this, <laughs> de la Hiva, blah, blah. And they're like, no, not interested, skip. Show me the turtle stuff. <laughs> well, that's, we're both victims of having a, like a, almost like a famous song. And then we're both like, yeah, yeah we, we have other hits. Like, no, you don't. Like, pl play Final Countdown. <laughs> but, like, there's, other songs, there's other things I know. No, Running Man. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> and that's exactly what, what happens, yeah. Yeah, I had, I had like three back-to-back -back seminars in Germany. And uh, I was, every time that, that people uh, contact me from a seminar, I'm super happy. Yeah, yeah, of course, da, da, da. And then I'm like... So yeah, I've been working on this and this, and I, I could teach you this. I'm like, oh no, 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 we we want turtle, and it happened all three times, and so I, I teach turtle. So that's uh, that's what I do now. I'm the turtle guy, and then when people come to visit from outside of town and they see they, I do teach it, but they don't see like the whole gym turtling and stuff. They're super surprised. <laughs> mm. I had a guy from uh, Jakarta visiting, and he's like. After class and after the first two classes, he was here in town for like two months, so he trained with us. I'm like, so how, how are you? How are you coming along? What do you think? He's like, yeah, I'm confused. I was thought it was gonna be turtle all day and all this defensive stuff. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> people are almost disappointed, you know. So like, people come to to Stafford to fight and fit, and they expect it again to be like super defensive and lying on the floor, but everyone then just wrestles and leg locks and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like. You guys are really like wrestling heavy. Like no one just lies on the floor. Like why no. would we? <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Why would we do that? Same with like going to Preet's gym. Like rolling because Preet has quite a few black belts. Like Magnus, yeah. the, the the strongest jawline in Estonia. Like rolling with. I thought it'd just be like rolling in Preet's gym for that first time. I expected everyone just to drop to the floor. Like it was a like gravity just got turned up and they're just all in Running Man. But then you got guy, like people like Magnus who literally just pulled me open with his chin from Running Man. And I was like, "What? You guys, you guys can do stuff like this? Like, why can't you just be like Preet and lie down?" Yeah, I remember like when I when I rolled with people in Estonia, like Arto, they they, they he wasn't defensive. He was just attacking the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when Lisi and Vova were there, yeah, they don't uh, defend. They just only just attack you. There's like. And then Tom is like doing crazy well in competition now, Tom Marnum. Yeah. And he, he just attacks. So it's kind of like funny to see like uh, Pete's the defensive guy, but none of his people are like that defensive. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Which I think that's the, the, the wider point to it is 
uh, when you have that kind of um, defense, like you can't all just play defense. You have to then, but good defense will breed better attack. Like, you know, if you, you want better leg locks, have good leg lock defense in the gym because then everyone's going to have to hunt legs better. Yeah. If you want to have better wrestling, have really good takedown defense because everyone's going to have to get better at doing takedowns. Yeah. And when you have good defense in like the, the, the jiu-jitsu defense, everyone has to just get better at hunting and makes the gym more violent in a way. Yeah, it's true. It's, uh, it's interesting. I think you got pegged as a defensive guy, me too, somehow. I know, hilarious. But it's it's not true in a sense because, like, I I don't roll defensively. I think no, like, <laughs> but that's the that's the label I got now. So yeah. Just, again, because I've I've known you for a few years and I know from rolling with you that I don't like playing legs with you. I don't like allowing you to enter into legs at all because I'm not gonna get out. Once you get a bite, it's. I'm like, okay, fine. I used to be really on the leg locks. Yeah, I used to be like, like a little, little uh, badger. Yeah. You're saying you've changed? Um. Mm, well, <laughs> we'll roll later. <laughs> I was gonna say, do I there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I, I like to think I have, but then what happens? Like, I developed like this broader game. But then when somebody's good, it, it just digresses into like what has been. So me hunting legs. But I've actually worked a lot on attacking arms, okay. arms first. And then when that fails legs, um, I've been having success with it. Like, it's so funny. Um, I haven't competed in a while. I think May was the last time I competed. Okay. And, yeah, and, and I won. But uh, uh, I didn't, I used zero leg locks. So. It was good. <laughs> How did that well go? Did you win? <laughs> you could say like, oh yeah, I used zero leg locks in this competition. Yeah, but if you lost them all. No, like, I won. I won. Okay. I won the, it was the, the Belgium ADCC. I won. So uh, yeah, but I didn't use any leg locks. So really? It's good. Yeah. What did arm you win with? Points and arm attacks. <laughs> That's even blown my mind. And I know you. <laughs> you didn't use so, legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy with, uh, with that. So it means that slowly, slowly under stress, I can do it. But if I freak out, I still hunt legs. But if I if I don't freak out, if I stay calm, then then I'm arms first. I've been trying that because mm -hmm. uh, I you know in the I just want to be like the path of least resistance. Like if he's on his knees, great, I can reach his arms. If he's standing, then I guess his legs are like it. It doesn't make sense to like in the past. I've tried to like. Uh, leg lock kneeling opponents and it, it's doable you know okay and getting underneath and stuff but like why 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 elevate why do why go to the trouble he's gonna put his hands on you anyway so mm -hmm. might as well work with that <laughs> so I'm, I'm i'm all about the path of least least resistance yeah. that's fair so if you came through an mma and yeah. shooto and that kind of style uh when did you make the transition to 10th planet and legs was it was it 10th planet that got you into legs or no 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 so I, I go I was into legs already because uh, when uh, before everybody was doing leg locks the Japanese were already doing leg locks yeah, yeah, yeah. so I got from Shuto that's where I got uh, I don't know if you know who Abe Ani is but he's like a they have Abe Ani combat club they have a uh, pretty big uh, like catch wrestling gym in mm. uh, in Japan and they came over a few times to teach uh, when I was training Shuto and they got me hooked on leg locks oh, right, and okay. I was doing leg locks then and then 
before um, then I was training MMA so Shuto and then to supplement that I did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in a gi and I trained Sambo yeah you did you didn't know that right yeah 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 uh. yeah. yeah and I trained Sambo and they they were all about leg lock so I like yeah that's where my leg lock affinity came from and then um, by the time I uh, had finished college um, well, the last year of college, it was like some of us got like this contract, this offer to fight in uh, an Ireland in a professional uh, uh, organization. And at that time, it was good money for somebody my age. And I'm like, shit, should I like put off finishing college and take the fights or not? And then my coach and at the time, Rafa, he said, he said, Lily said, kid, go to school. <laughs> this is not for you <laughs> and I'm like okay so I because I, I, uh, I had a few fights back then and um, but he said that so I, that's what I did I finished college and then after that I work and life got a bit in the way so I trained less MMA but I was doing everything at the time so that means MMA a little bit of like once a week I trained in a gi but I did a lot of like rolling in my MMA classes and I did the uh, Kickboxing. Uh, kickboxing is pretty big in the Netherlands. <laughs> did, 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 did kickboxing at a very fairly like hardcore gym. Yeah. Um, and then I injured my leg with kickboxing with checking a low kick, and I had like a you could say a bone fragment <laughs> mm -hmm. issue in my shin um, that deterred me from grappling for a while. So I was actually out for a few years, and then when my leg finally got better, I'm like, yeah. Uh, called up my old coach and I'm like yeah I think I want to start again so he's like cool come in so I went in did MMA and re-injured my leg on the second training <laughs> so I was out a few more months and I'm like I want to come back again but maybe no striking you know for I don't want my injure my shin again it's like all right all right I just come to the grappling classes and oh yeah and by the way there's this 10th planet that are renting slots from us uh, maybe that's something for you because I was already doing rubber guard before like long ago yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll try that also. So I tried it. Um, the instructor, uh, I was okay. Um, but unfortunately, like not long after I started training there, that guy had to leave. He got some job doing fight promotions for some promotion. And then he left and he left it to, to other people. And then they got busy and then that didn't work out. And... Uh, and I was just training by myself. And then at a certain point, uh, uh, the, one of the other people that was training a lot, uh, Imad, they asked him like, yeah, uh, we need somebody to take over this branch of this gym. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. And he looked at me, he's like, you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> he's like, shit, I want to do it on my own. And then, um, then I said, all right, I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it temporarily, mm -hmm. I'll help you until everything is set up and then temporarily turned into uh, many, many years later. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, at a certain point, uh, I met Preet and uh, started to do less of the typical 10th Planet stuff and more of the defensive stuff and now I'm doing my own thing. So that's what happened. Yeah. If I'm right, did you have to follow a certain methodology and curriculum or like training plan while you're part of 10th planet um not all schools do it and right. i can't say it was uh, mandatory i'll let let me just say it was heavily uh 
how do you say, uh, recommend it. Let me put it like this. <laughs> and um, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, let me put it like that. And then, yeah, I just, I, at a certain point, I was just teaching turtle and stuff and defensive postures mm -hmm. um, and not so much of the recommended stuff, the heavily recommended stuff. So, yeah, it became a time that I just had to go do my own thing because I can't, uh, I don't, I don't like arbitrary lock flows. No. Uh, like you have this thing called the TMP warm-ups. It's like, it's good to, if you want to train a lock flow, then fine. But it's not logical for you and me to do the same uh, lock flow if we have different body types. No. No, I get that. Yeah. Um, how do you think your coaching has changed then since, or from your from your days of like how you came through MMA style grappling and Shuto into Tenth Planet and now adding the defensive stuff? Mm -hmm. How much do you think that's changed how you coach and like, how do you approach coaching in the gym? Um, it changed a lot. First of all, quick note. I was so happy when I didn't do anime anymore. I'm like, now I can do all this spinning on my head shit because I can't get punched in the face. So, <laughs> so that's why I got heavily into that spinning around stuff and leg yeah, lock yeah. stuff. Um, and yeah, how it's changed. Like back in the day, when I became a coach, it was not by, it just happened. Mm -hmm. Like somebody had to take it over and it just happened. And I wasn't a good teacher. Because um, it was just all... Yeah, you know, how do I do this? Like, you f it feels right, and that's when you move left and right. But yeah. that you can't you can't teach feeling to people. You have to give people like some basic rules yeah, yeah. and guidelines. And uh, I think meeting Preet and him expressing it uh, in a way that you can easily pass on the information, like uh, how to like people say keep your elbows close, but like how to tuck your elbows and stuff. And uh, yeah, how to how to tuck your elbows and stuff. Um, that was very uh, very interesting and new for me. And also having a having a, an outline of uh, of why you fail. Like now, now I know why I failed. I gave him an underhook. Now I know why I failed. I was flat. You know, I mm -hmm. shouldn't have been flat. And like all these things, it really helped me a lot. Um, and now I, after that, I started teaching less specifics and just teaching people, don't be flat. Mm -hmm. Don't uh, always try to get flank on somebody. It's less than ideal to engage somebody uh, head on. Yep. And um, don't give people underhooks. And that, that, like, changing from teaching people 100 gazillion moves to just a few principles made it easy because how you express those principles that can vary person to person. So for me, maybe, um, you know, I don't give you underhook, you overextend, and that's a way for me to get underneath you. Mm -hmm. And for you, uh, you, uh, you don't give me underhook, I overextend, and then you just bully me and put me on my back. So it, it can express <laughs> itself in a different way, but the principle stay, stays the same. Yeah, no, I agree. And, um, and definitely like, the, the buzzword right now is a whole ecological way of training. Um, I'm not a complete subscriber. I think there's definitely a place for detail-oriented technique, but when it comes to some aspects like that, like 
definitely having the underlying concept and then finding your way. Like you'll 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 learn. <laughs> you'll learn fast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, have you noticed a difference in student quality? Doing yeah, what I what I noticed is that the beginners are way harder to submit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the prime. It's not like the advanced stuff changes or whatever. Yeah. I've just noticed that some beginners are like when they get in trouble, they just shell up, turtle up. They they use the defensive postures and they're way harder to submit, all to the point that it becomes annoying. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I've been training like two decades. I should be able to beat your ass quick. <laughs> Like, it's made me want to throw away my black belt at days. Like, go down to like purple belt because I feel like a clown, like trying to beat some people when they're that like new. And I'm like, I should be able just to clown you and just do what the fuck I want, and I can't. And it makes me sad. I feel like it takes some of the magic away, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 like it's like seeing all the 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 surly angry fuckers in the background of Disneyland. Like, there's someone underneath, like, the goofy costume, and they're yeah. not nice. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. like, yeah, it does destroy the magic an awful lot. Um, so you have, I say, you've, you've approached training this way, you've approached learning this way, and you've uh, changed up how you teach. Is there any content you have available? Because I, I think you have been making and recording. Yeah, I have been where making. Would, where would folks find your stuff? Well blatant plug folks can find my stuff on grapplinginstructionals.com okay where i do some uh, attacking from turtle instructionals and some guard uh funnily enough everybody buys the turtle stuff nobody look at you buys leaning the in there now you know that's what's going to sell so you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. fuck it i'm yeah, gonna do fuck that it. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah so but if if you want to if you want to make a change buy, buy the guard stuff uh, so yeah, because I have some X-Guard material out there, I have some Turtle material out there, and I I have also um, on YouTube some, some free stuff. If yeah, you yeah. go to the YouTube uh, Whoopass channel, I have some defensive stuff, some leg lock defense stuff, which I'm pretty passionate about teaching, leg lock defense, because uh, I like to create my own problems. You know, I, I taught people in my gym leg lock defense, now I can't leg lock people. So. See, it's how you make people better. It's how, you, it's how you get better attack by making everyone else difficult. So yeah, they're difficult. So yeah, that's uh, what I have out now. So on YouTube, the Whoopass Camps channel, uh, look it up. Uh, there's content of me, content of some of the other coaches that have taught. I think there's a seminar of you as well there. There's a couple on there, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and on grapplinginstructionals.com. And uh, keep an eye on the Whoopass Camp uh, channel because I'll be posting uh, a. In end of January, I'll be posting a free 90-minute instructional. Really? What on? Yeah. Well, you're not uh, decided yet. Uh, no, I, it, there, there's actually two free 90-minute instructionals coming. So the one is called, one is called, just some standing ideas from an old BJJ nerd, <laughs> and then the other one is called just some guard ideas from an old BJJ nerd. So there, there are two topics. I don't know which one's gonna release uh, first. First. Yeah. You're not that old. I'm going to be 40 soon, man. Yeah, okay, that's fucked. <laughs> like, <I'm> old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next when you year first told me how old you were, I was like, I thought you were at least maybe five or six years younger than I am. Yeah, I used to, I used to come, like, move like a young man. So That's, that's what, what I mean. That's you, what you, people thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I met you, you said, like, yeah, you would have been, like, 30, my age now when we first met. And I was like, yeah. no way. Like, I'm young. Like, yeah. I thought at least maybe mid-20s. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Well... Black don't crack. <laughs> when, when you're that, like, when you're this old, you shouldn't be able to spin on your head the way you did. And I thought, yeah. like, without sounding like a typewriter falling down the stairs, <laughs> like, like you're back. I can still, you that, like, that's something 
that really surprises me. Like four years back, I said, there's some people in jiu-jitsu I admire because I know four years from now, they'll still be able to do what they do. Mm -hmm. And four years ago, I said, four or five years from now, I'm not able to do what I do. I can't move that way. Now, it has worsened a little bit, but I can still mostly do what I did. So move in the way I did. So I'm pretty happy. So let's see how long that, uh, that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, like watching him and Ari, and like he must be in his forties now. Do his him like, like again. That's the same idea. Like when you had him and Ari here, like we do, couldn't give a shit what else he knows. Like, do, do it. Do the role. Do the role. Yes. <laughs> Play final countdown. <laughs> I couldn't imagine like, but imagine going to an him and Ari seminar. He doesn't show any role. You'd be so pissed, right? Yeah, exactly. Like because yeah. you know you flying all the way from to England to Amsterdam <laughs> and. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to see him now for the first time. He does like guillotines. You'd be like, really? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's our problem. Maybe we have the Raul Turtle. And yeah. Well, it, if you put it like that, it's understandable. Like, I've I've been to a Globetrotters camp and some student came up to me. And said, what do you teach him? Like, I'm teaching leg lock defense, and you should see like the disappointment on the dude's face. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing any globe trots this year? Are you on any of the uh, uh, next year? Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty-four. Yeah, uh, Iceland and uh, I was doing. I think Iceland and Heidelberg. Yeah. Okay, I'll see in Heidelberg. Yeah, I think I'm on so. Paranu and Maine and Heidelberg. Yeah, spreading the good word oh, to the Americans. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> About standing up, wrestling, <laughs> rattle. <laughs> um, right. Well, I think we've got a seminar approaching in the not too distant future. So, this is a. Uh, I hope this fucking works. Imagine this. Imagine this whole conversation just turned out to be nothing. Um, and I had that to would suck. It away. Imagine you you forgot to to press the record button. Oh no, it's that recording. Would suck. But <laughs> imagine like it wasn't picking up anything. I, I'm I'm happy that I'm seeing the waveform. I'm like, okay, something's getting picked up. But it's actually just scratching on the mat. <laughs> um, well, I hope this works. Cause I, you know, if this if this works, it means I can travel and interview people. That's it's good. amazing. It's, these mics are good. I like these yeah. mics. Uh, but this was Villaincast. Um, thank you, sir. Thank and you. Check out Whoopass Camps and anything Raul does. Yeah, check out Whoopass Camps. And if you're ever in Amsterdam, come to Tribe Grappling. Tribe Grappling, yes. I put yes. all the links. All the links on the. If you're on Spotify or anything like that, go on YouTube because I can put links on there. And uh, <laughs> check out all Raul's stuff. But uh, this has been Villaincast.